Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. You're listening to Room 104 and now this evening we're going to talk to someone who's part of a group that's going to one, impress you and then make you question what have you done with your life? I know. It's it's one of these things where I can't even make a sandwich yeah. let alone build anything of importance. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things I think we're a lost generation especially when I, you always mention this, you're just looking for a man who's able to put shelves up on a wall yeah. fix the boiler and My dryer Fix the dryer yeah. You know, I can't do any of those things um, so I was I, only talking to um, a guy about this the other day saying that you know your TV broke because you couldn't yeah. you couldn't mount a TV on the wall <laughs> like, well, come on seriously well thankfully there is a generation and there's a certain group of people who are not only able to I imagine do all those things but send a rocket into space and they didn't do this with NASA funding or European Space Agency funding they kind of just did it themselves and to talk to us now and explain a little bit more about that Josh Farzad joins us Josh how are you? I'm doing pretty well thanks for having me so I mean there's so much to talk about here but as briefly as you can explain what exactly is or was Operation Space? Yes, pretty much uh, after my first year at uh, university I uh, kind of was like itching to do something kind of just like crazy, something pretty big and so uh, I came with the idea to like try and be the first college team to try and launch a rocket into outer space and kind of just set up a non-profit found a bunch of kids on the internet that were pretty down to do this and then um, we just kind of built this rocket remotely all across the United States, put it all together and then this past May launched it out in the desert. And how long did it take to make? All in all, it was about one year. So it definitely took some time. Sersha, what have you done in the last year? What have I done in the last year? <laughs> I have... Um, Anything as impressive as building a rocket with remote workers around the world and <laughs> launching it into space. I've literally done absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I've slept a lot. Oh, that's good. That's an achievement in and of itself. I've peed in buckets. Uh, you know, yeah. there's highs and low points over the 12 months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Josh, how many people in total were involved in this project? So, about 40 people were, like, pretty involved. Some that were more involved than others. But, you know, I would say there was a good five or six people that, like, this was our lives. Like, just, like, every day, talking about it, working on it, you know, traveling around to try and get this thing done. It was quite the experience. So, I know sometimes when I don't know how to do things, I'll jump onto YouTube and yeah. go, like, how to put up shelves or how to uh, you know <laughs> how to be a grown up adult in 2020 <laughs> right how do you learn how to build a rocket a lot of stuff is actually in the public domain I mean like uh, you know, we just kind of really turned to the internet for this thing you know you're talking about YouTube YouTube is definitely one go to resource no there's tons of like articles tons of uh, like research papers out there that are accessible for free so I mean nothing wouldn't have been possible without the internet that's for sure um, what age are you Josh can I ask I just turned 20 a few months ago you were, not, you were 19 when you 
you were doing this? 18, 19, <laughs> so exactly. Are, are you studying engineering in college or? Actually, so I was studying electrical engineering at Duke University. So I finished sophomore year. And then uh, basically after this rocket project, I took a leave of absence with one of my friends that I was doing the project with. So he was at Princeton and I was at Duke. We've been off of school for the last eight months and we moved to like Silicon Valley <laughs> and we like started a company. Stop. So uh, it's been a very absurd few months. You sound very intelligent. Are your parents proud of you? They must be. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're pretty proud. I think at first I don't I think they, they weren't really too sure what I was up to, but then they came to the middle of the desert and they saw this rocket launch and, and that thing after that they've been they've been quite proud and, and very supportive. Can I ask you how big was the rocket? It was like seventeen feet. So I have no idea what that is in metric, but very tall. <laughs> That's that's pretty huge. So it's a big, huge rocket. And did you successfully launch it into outer space? So it got up to about 33 kilometers. The way it was set up, it was like two stages. So one rocket on top of another rocket, essentially. And so the hardest thing is to light that second rocket in the air. And so we were able to do that. And this thing was moving like six times the speed of sound, uh, 33 kilometers in the air. It was experiencing like so many forces. It hit what's called like resonance. So it started spinning at its natural frequency. And and uh, it just kind of fell apart in the air. <laughs> but, but it got pretty high, for sure. But 33 kilometers, is that officially space? So officially space is 100 kilometers. And it was on its way there. If it could have just handled a little bit more force, a little bit more time, and kind of drove through its residence, I mean, it was on track to go there, especially at the speed that it was moving. So uh, not a total wash, but... Uh, Wait, 33 kilometers is, is pretty damn impressive to, to, for a home-build rocket, and you know it, what I mean? It got, that's right, and it got there in like under a minute, so it got they're quite wow. fast. And are you going to continue kind of building rockets now and try and get one into space? So I'm pretty obsessed with just building really interesting things, stuff that's kind of useful. And it was an amazing project and it opened up a lot of doors, definitely gave me like a lot of self-confidence. It's been an amazing opportunity to meet people. I think the next two things that I want to do is I'm really interested in basically starting like a software-esque business for hardware projects. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm up to now. But I do love rocks. I do love outer space. <laughs> That's Can I ask you who? Where, where did you get the money to fund this? Because I imagine a 17 foot rocket that goes six times the speed of sound and gets 33 kilometers up into pretty much lower space. Anyway, it's going to be an expensive project. It was pretty expensive, but uh, surprisingly, like not as much as what a lot of people think. We want to raise money as fast as possible, and so we decided to just hit up a bunch of small engineering firms across the country and ask them, like, hey, are you willing to donate $500, $1,000, just to support some young engineers? We were very lucky. I mean, I feel like we're very receptive down, you know, really down to help young yeah. people. You know, lots of people kind of signed up for that. I, you know, reached out to alumni from my school. There was a few alumni that even wrote like $10,000 check. We only need about $100,000. So we actually got there pretty nicely, which is kind of amazing. Josh, the most impressive thing about this is you were an 18, 19-year-old managing 100 grand and didn't blow it in Cancun. <laughs> it was definitely on my mind. Um, so where's the rocket? Listen, yeah. the rocket's on hold for a moment. I hired a yacht for the week and we were having uh, a great time. We did have some fun, that's for sure, especially out in the desert. So we were launching out of the desert, right? And right next to the facility that we were launching out of, so just like an airport, we were launching out of a, what's called a spaceport. And so it's licensed commercial spaceport in the United States. Right next to the spaceport is the, one of the largest U.S. military bases in the country. <laughs> and so 
late at night, we were all alone. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Stranger Things or yes. anything like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, so we're, like, uh, late at night. We, like, drive right up against the mountain range, which is, like, the border between where we are and this massive military base. It's actually the place where they first dropped the first nuclear weapon. Anyway, so, and we're seeing, like, all this crazy-ass stuff. There's, like, these planes that are flying, like, super fast, dropping flares, and, like, there's these little red drones that are, like, looking at us. Anyway, it was it was a very weird day. <laughs> but uh You survived. Yeah, yeah. Survived, yeah, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun, though. <laughs> I mean, I've, this is ridiculous because, like, did you build any test rockets before this? Because I imagine that you have to get a rocket precisely weighted and designed yeah. right. Otherwise, like, oh, yeah, a millimeter Every, off. Everything has to be super exact. If you even have a little bit ma- more mass on one side than the other, something like that, you know, it's going to go in the complete wrong direction. This thing actually had the capability to travel past the United States border into Mexico <laughs> if it just took the wrong angle, which is pretty scary. We didn't even do any tests. You know, we just kind of really relied on our measurements and had faith in, like, the computer model. That was definitely very intimidating. Where <laughs> did like you knowing, store it? You know, it was all over the place. So, you know, all these colleges even kept certain components in their house. And then the explosives elements, we just kind of kept in, like, an explosive storage unit, which we, which, which we kind of rented. So it was, uh, everything was done pretty safely. A lot of the components aren't that dangerous. It's just the explosives that are. And we, we actually partnered with the military. I don't know if you know West Point, the United States Military Academy. And so uh, we ended up getting a partnership with them, and they stored a lot of the explosives for us. Ah, okay, because I was wondering how are you going to, as an 18, 19-year-old, get some, like, rocket-grade yeah. <laughs> explosives the, and go. The thing is, though, that these kids were also 18, 19. They just, like, cadets at the military academy. Same age, just a little, to maybe have a little more credibility. <laughs> Seriously, what were we doing at 18? Uh, like, I I've... was... Absolutely nothing. Like yeah, you definitely weren't. Doing uh, I, could, <laughs> I, I could trust you. That, but I definitely have some very typical eighteen, nineteen-year-old nights. No. Good, good. I hope you did. Just to balance things out. You yeah. know what I mean, you're just hundred <laughs> percent waking up tired and emotional the next day, and then realizing, <laughs> oh, I've got the rocket to build. I need a pizza just to cure the hangover. <laughs> that's right. That's definitely, that's definitely happened. That was definitely happened a few times. God, no, no, it's, it's insane. I mean, to, like, was there an onboard, I don't want to say computer or directions or whatever, but like, was there yeah, a navigation there was, system there in it and stuff? Yeah, there was a few computers on board. We had a computer system and then we had a redundancy just, just in case that computer system went out. We had an extra computer system on board and it has all those kind of commands on it. You know, if, if the rocket's moving at a certain angle, you know, to basically not light the second stage of the rocket, mm. you know, when the rocket reaches its peak altitude, there's some black powder in the nose and it's supposed to, ignite and then push out and a parachute will kind of deploy so this thing will fall uh, you know nicely from space so all these things were controlled by the computer so over the, the the entire build of this project for you what was the hardest thing to successfully do so you know I think surprisingly the technical aspect launching a rocket everything like that was like was obviously very hard you know it's doable it's feasible you look at like you know these companies like SpaceX or you know mm-hmm. all these things like I mean they're doing things that are like way harder you know and it's really impressive and so I think the hardest thing was honestly just managing people and, and, and doing the whole project remotely with college students and you know, all the students they're so busy between classes and trying to have a social life and things like that that uh, it was pretty hard to organize that and do it all remote yeah, I think it was just like the organization and management of, of it all which is like, so, so there you go like, <laughs> when sending a rocket into outer space the hardest thing was humans humans oh, managing uh, humans it wasn't always. the actual exactly. science behind yeah, the rockets it wasn't <laughs> the computer systems it was people annoying Josh you're like seriously guys come on <laughs> It's definitely kind of, kind of sad, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, it was a worthwhile lesson that, you know, a lot of people have really ambitious ideas and stuff like that. And, and 
very rarely is the idea like technically impossible. It's really just they've kind of failed on either, you know, finding the right people, managing them, not getting enough money. It fails on a lot a lot of the like less exciting elements of, of the stuff. So that was like a pretty interesting lesson. Right. That is very interesting. Yeah, people are always the most annoying part of any venture. And if you can get over them, happy days. Uh, Josh, for an 18 or 19 year old who's listening out there, um, are you single? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not, but I'm, I'm always down to meet new people. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. am I too old? I've always, I've, always, I've always wanted to visit Dublin. Would you ever date <laughs> a 47-year-old radio host from Dublin, Josh? That's what she wants to know. I am not 47, I'm 31. But I know I'm way too old for you, but still, you're 20, it's still okay, isn't it? Half your age plus seven, have we worked that out yet? Yeah, it's, I think it's 21. Fine, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine, okay, cool, Josh, you know, I was always looking for an entrepreneur, so. And she likes a man with a big rocket, if you know what I mean, I yeah. <laughs> oh, your poor girlfriend, yeah, Josh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Always down, always down to go visit Dublin, so. Well, you know, you can come on over, we can build a rocket together. Listen, um, Josh, before we let you go, obviously, if, if you're listening now and you want to check it out, it's Operation Space, go Google it, there's a ton of stuff online, but is there a specific website or Facebook or any social media channels that you have for the project? I think what you just said, go into that website, pretty perfect, operationspace.org, and on there, you know, there's bios and the whole team and everything like that, and, you know, there's some articles about us in the Wall Street Journal and things like that, and my email is also there, so if you, know, if you want to reach out, I'm pretty receptive and always down to talk to people, so, you know, maybe shoot me an email or something like that. Lovely. Well, listen, Josh, congratulations, sir. It's uh, an incredible Huge feat. Huge achievement, and yeah. more impressive thing that you've done at 19, 20 than anyone will do in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. But um, thanks for popping on <laughs> and chatting with us this evening. And Nate, listen, when you're over in Dublin, give us a shout and we can, uh, we can meet up and talk rockets. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.